The following podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Well, here we all sit again. True crime on Easy Street. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting episode. I'm sure this is the second uh, part of a two-parter that we're uh, working on, the Delphi murders, right? So if you're listening to this now, hopefully you listened to the first part last week. If you didn't, stop now, go back and do that. We are recording live from the, I'm going to call it the Easy Street Campus here in Center, Alabama. This It's turning into a, a huge thing here. I mean, we've already got Easy Street Restaurant, Bar, and Performance Hall across the street. Yes. And you keep reminding me that that's not a street, it's a parking lot. But I we're going to call it, it street for purposes of discussion today. Okay, I got it. Uh, we are in the offices that are adjacent to that building. Uh, Duke's Alley and Pepper's Palace are right next door to us. Those will be opening in the next couple of weeks. If you don't know what that is, that is a bowling alley and a uh, uh, an arcade. There will be a restaurant there that serves... <clears throat> um, Pizza, bowling alley food. Yeah, pizza, hot dogs, hamburgers, nachos, quesadillas. We're, we're waiting on the red tape to get cleared, and that will begin to happen here as well. But in the meantime, we are all here together tonight, as we always are on Mondays. Well, almost always on Mondays. My name is Scott Wright. I am a mediocre journalist. I'm Kelly Turner. I'm not a doctor. I'm Katie Givens. I'm not a lawyer. And on that note, I have Valentine's Day gifts for the two of you, because we did not meet last week. Okay. Because uh, you guys had husband stuff that you did with your significant others uh, last Monday, which was Valentine's Day. Yes. So we did not get to do that. Uh, we, we recorded two episodes the previous week mm-hmm. to give you guys time off to go and yeah. do Valentine's Day stuff. So I got gifts for you guys. And um, so I'm just going to give them to you now on the air. Is that okay? Yes. <clears throat> All right. I would like to start with, with Katie. Please do. And I don't want you to be offended when I give you this, Katie, because it's... <laughs> that's, that's promising. <laughs> it's, it's, not a, it's not a toy. I don't want you to think that I'm making fun of the fact that oh you my. are the youngest of the three, just oh because my. you're oh, almost okay. exactly half my age. I looked for a... I was trying to do a themed appropriate gifts. So you're not a lawyer. Okay. I am not. There's your gavel. <laughs> Very nice. Oh my gosh. That's your gavel. Okay, so we should tell everybody. And if you hit it hard enough, it squeaks. Yeah. We'll keep working on that. It is, it is a, uh, it's, it's, it's an oversized plastic toy hammer that is the closest (laughs) thing to a gag gavel that I could find anywhere. That's cute. It's called a knockout hammer. I could probably get some use out of this. Okay. Uh Please don't bring it to the next live show. You can whack a mole or whack a Shane with it. <laughs> Just as long as she doesn't whack a Scott with it. Exactly. All right. And um, Kelly, for you, oh. I have something and I could not find, um, okay. I couldn't find a rectal thermometer <laughs> that hadn't been used at least once already. So you got a brand new electronic nice. digital thermometer digital, since you're not a doctor. A digital thermometer. Yeah. And I gave myself a notepad with all of the pages already ripped out as a mediocre journalist. <laughs> So we all have Valentine's Day gifts now. Oh, uh, thank you, Scott. And that's all that I have. Uh, Yeah, I mentioned everything that I wanted to mention about the bowling alley and the gifts for the girls and live uh, entertainment this weekend. Blair Perry and the Static Station Band will be here Saturday night. That's exciting. Jason Cameron on Friday. Of course, bingo and karaoke on Thursday. And we do our next live show on Wednesday, March the 2nd. That is a week from now, if you were listening to this on the day that this podcast drops. Oh, it's already almost March. That's I know. Crazy. It is. It and is. Uh, that means that Katie's anniversary is coming up on mm-hmm. the 11th, and my birthday is on the 20th. Oh. And Kelly's is on the 17th. That's right. Yeah. So there will be some more celebrations coming in the weeks ahead. We will fill you in when the mm-hmm. time is, is right, and I am... I'm finished now, and we're going to well, finish part two of the Delphi Murders. Well, before we get to that, we have some Certainly. shout outs. Oh, oh, yeah, we do. Of yep. course. Thank so, you. So, um, thank you so much for the Apple Podcast five-star rating and wonderful comments, Angie Russell. Oh, very nice. Yay. And we also have an, a new one uh, in the past week, um, a five-star review and a wonderful, um, some wonderful words there from A.M. Ash. 
I don't know who that is. I don't know, but thank you so thank much. You. Yeah, whoever make you are, we make yourself that. known. Yeah. yeah, Scott, did you have some more shout outs? I did. There was one that I can think of. Uh, Chrissy Burleson. Okay. Uh, I talked to her husband, um, Chris, mm-hmm. and their son just signed a uh, a scholarship. He's a senior at Cedar Bluff. Okay. My mine and Katie's alma mater, mm-hmm. and he just signed a uh, a. a he committed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he signed a scholarship to go to Berry College over in Rome, Georgia. And uh, uh, we spoke earlier this week, and he mentioned while we were talking that his wife is a huge fan of the show. She was like, I've got to leave. I've got to go listen to the next episode of the True Crime <laughs> on Easy Street podcast. So shout oh, out. Oh, love it. Thank yeah. you so much. And congratulations on the Yes, very much. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, and um, Kelly, you had sent us one earlier in the yes. week. Amy Lee. Amy Lee. I spoke with her uh, just recently at right. church. And she listens to us and she and her daughters were recently traveling in Mentone and she pulled up our episode uh, that took place in Mentone and listened to it when oh, they were boy. actually there. And drove um, down the same highway kind of there, maybe <laughs> I or think so. They were they were in the well, area. That's spooky. Like, you know, yeah. So um thank you, Amy. I know you've mentioned um her husband Neely before on the show. Neil is about, one of my favorite people on this planet. Yep. We've talked about the entire family. So shout out once again to them and thank you so much for being listeners we truly appreciate it and i love talking with it yeah we could do it without talking i love talking about it with people that i see throughout the week and it seems to happen more and more as we go along i mean people that i don't realize or would even think would be listeners of a true crime podcast they go hey listen to you guys last week it was really good thanks for doing that we'll keep listening and i go thanks Mm mm-hmm don't forget to leave a five-star review. <laughs> and a comment so we know that you yeah. did that. All right. So let's just dive right in. We're in part two of the Delphi murders. If, As Scott said earlier, if you have not listened to the previous episode, Under the Bridge, part one, you need to stop right now. Go back, listen to that one, and then pick, a, pick us back up uh, after that because we're just picking right up where we left off. So we have two murdered Young girls, a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old, Abby and Libby. Um, Abigail, let me give you their names again before we get get in too deep. Abigail Joyce Williams, known as Abby. She's our 13-year-old victim. And Liberty Rose Lynn German, also known as Libby. She's our 14-year-old victim. Now, the picture that we posted on our Instagram of Abby walking across the Monon High Bridge was taken from Libby's phone uh, just moments before the girls went missing. That was the last image. Mm-hmm. Right? Of, of the girls alive and well. Yes. And we talked about last week how Libby's phone has recordings on it. We played that recording for you. Uh, there's a lot more audio on that phone that they've not released. We've talked about a lot of things they've not released in this case, which Scott. I'm going to try to do a better job of understanding, or at least trying to understand what it is that the police department and the FBI are doing to try and uh, shake this guy out Mm -hmm. of the weeds. But so far, I'm still a little bit confused. I'm hoping that you will be able to enlighten me further today. I don't know if I can enlighten you on why they're holding so many details close to the vest. But we're going to talk about some more persons of interest. And if you look at the persons of or think about the persons of interest that we've talked about previously and the ones that we talk about today, it doesn't give you a lot of hope as far as, or it doesn't give you a good feeling as far as what happened to the girls. Yeah. They're, they have not released the way that they died. We don't know how long they were alive after they crossed that bridge. We don't know what all happened. But we do believe that a lot was captured on that phone that they're using as evidence. And they've got that. We don't even know if they have DNA evidence, but I really hope that they do. It would seem that maybe they do because they're able to rule some people out. Well, in the level of confidence, and I watched something new today with that uh, that state police investigator who was in charge of the case. And he just, without trying to say too much, he seems to just imply when the reporter asks him these uh, pointed questions, he doesn't say anything. He gives away nothing. Mm-hmm. But he just, it almost, it's like he has this sense in his tone of voice that we know who this guy is. We're working on it. We're going to figure it out. So there's got to be a lot of information that, of, of course, we're not privy to, mm-hmm. but 
that they do have because mm-hmm. the confidence level seems very high for a murder that's been unsolved for five years and counting. Right. And that may have to do with these last couple of persons of interest that okay. we're going to talk about. And so we'll take that and segue right in into the last two persons of interest. On April 27th, 2021, the Indiana State Police Detectives named James Brian Chadwell II as a new person of interest in the Delphi murders. Uh, I'm going to tell you why James Brian Chadwell is a person of interest. Um, Please pay attention to that disclaimer we had at the beginning of this show. Mm. This is why we have that. So there's... on. April the 19th, 7 p.m., this, this was uh, 2021, uh, a, ni- a nine-year-old girl, her mother reports her missing. And uh, she was playing outside of their home on the 2400 block of Main Street. And um, she had been gone for about 30 minutes. So police were reportedly on to James Ryan Chadwell very quickly after a witness said, that the man had made comments about seeing the girl after she was reported missing. Um, when they went to check at his home, he said that she had been by his house, but had already left. So what happened? Chadwell II um, admitted that he used his dog, his pet dog, to lure the nine-year-old girl into his apartment before he kidnapped her. Hey, you want to come? Pet the dog. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, he kidnapped her. When he got her into his apartment, um, he attacked her and strangled her. He then reportedly forced her into the basement and sexually assaulted her. Uh, he threatened to kill her if she tried to scream. He hit her in the head multiple times because she's fighting back. Good for her. Yeah. yeah I hope she got some good yeah. shots in. Uh, He was choking her with his hands on her neck and he was using his arm in a headlock to the point to where she passed out. Um, She regained consciousness and he took her into the basement. There he made her undress. He also made her perform oral sex on him. When the police found her, she was naked and had extensive bruising and dog bites on her. So he had his pit bull bite her as well. So he's using the dog against her now. So they knock on his door and and he says, well, she's been to the house, but she's gone. And and for whatever reason, they end up going back to his house or they end up going in right at that moment. I'm a little fuzzy on the actual timeline of events, but they're in his home pretty quickly and they see the door to the basement with a padlock on it, and they're like, right there's where we want to go. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And so they're like, can we search? And he says, sure. <laughs> really? You know, he's smart. And so that I'm glad he said that because yeah. they were able to find her and she survived. But she was so badly beaten and had dog bites on her. And this goes to court and a lot of the the people involved who had to see the pictures, who had to be walked through everything that happened to this nine-year-old. We're talking about a nine-year-old. Right. Um, it was horrific for them. It was, it was terrible. Can you imagine being on a jury and having to, and I know some of our listeners probably have had to be on a jury and, and listen to some pretty horrific things that happened to people. We're talking about something that happened in the same town. This happened. Um, in, I'm just, I'm, I'm unclear on where this happened. Yeah, it was in Indiana, but it was. So not in the town of Delphi. It was not in Delphi, but it was not far away. Okay. 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 Um, I don't have, it was in Tippecanoe. You know, the, uh, Oh, you the, mentioned that last week. Yeah. The, for uh, some reason. the county, just next to okay. the county. I believe that Delphi County is in Randolph County. Um, so the city of Delphi is in Randolph, is in Randolph County, County. And then Tippecanoe County is next, is happened. adjacent. Mm-hmm. Okay. This happened in All right. Tippecanoe I'm with you County. now. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That was a, that's a really good question. He doesn't, he first tries to deny that he did this when they're requesting a change of venue. And the judge denies it. And so then he decides he better plead guilty to everything. And he just sits there stone-faced admitting to these things when they're asking him, you know, just, just a superior level asshole. Got it. You know, 
he said he was very drunk at the time he committed the crimes and did not have a clear memory of what happened, but he did not dispute the young girl's account of what she endured. So he's, it's like, he doesn't care. It's yeah. like, I don't remember it, but if she said it I mean, happened, if she said I guess it happened, it, it happened. I mean, I was drunk. I mean, we're, this isn't, this isn't, this would be bad enough if this were a grown woman. This is a nine-year-old. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, something obviously uh, sociopathically is uh, yes. imbalanced chemically with this person. Definitely. This uh, um, and Chadwell he, fella. He, uh, he favors the primary sketch. They the one that like came out he, second. Yes. They feel like he kind of favors and so they're thinking hmm all right let's look into him a little more and let's learn a little bit more about him now to let me just go ahead and tell everybody on december the 16th 2021 he was sentenced to 90 years in prison for this crime so he's in prison he's not getting out 90 years all right and this this just started on December the 16th. And this guy's what, in his late 20s, early 30s, fits he's the, in, the typical profile yeah. for mm-hmm. somebody who's yes. most likely to commit a crime like this? Yes. So here's some other facts about James Brian Shadwell II. He has a tattoo on his arm of a girl crying that resembles Liberty German. This is, this is a connection that a lot of people have made Um and why they say he's our guy for Delphi. Right. Now, some people have said that he has had that tattoo before the incident. That was occurred. my next question. Um, but uh, there's not a clear timeline on when that tattoo actually appeared. But okay. you can you can look that up. You can look James Bryan Chadwell II tattoo up. And you they'll have a side-by-side of Liberty German and this tattoo. And it... It's eerie. Ugh. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, his Facebook posts do not help his case in regards to being the killer. He posts things about being under a bridge and wanting to hunt humans instead of wild game. Um, his Facebook posts, you can you can find that online. You can his account is has been deactivated, but you can find it in articles. And I sent Katie the references to where I found some of the, mm-hmm. the posts. They are just, it's, well, it's, it's a, it's a level of douchebaggery that. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> and, just, and just weird stuff. The phrases hunting wild game. I mean, that just, under that's, a bridge. Well, just the wild game thing specifically that screams Zodiac. Mm-hmm. And you guys, know how much I have gotten involved in that in the last few weeks, getting ready for something down the road that I'm not supposed to give away right now. But <laughs> but that is a that is a phrase that will come up when we discuss the Zodiac case later this year. Yeah, and he, he posted something that was like my moods and the first three, I, I don't even remember what they were, but the fourth one was like, I need duct tape and a shovel. I mean, just, you know. So this guy's much better off behind bars for the rest of his life. Yeah, just, and, and he posts uh, some TikToks where he talked about preying on the little people, you know, old thing. I've listened to this guy ramble on, and honestly, I can't say yes or no as to if, if he's the guy, the bridge mm. guy. Mm. Um, thinking about back to the recording where the bridge guy says guys down the hill down the hill and then listening to some of the stuff that he's rambling on about that you can find online i can't really say yes or no either way i know that's you can't definitively determine yes that's the same voice that i heard in that i got you yeah right so i don't know i mean what i'm saying is it wouldn't shock me if it is this guy okay um Another thing, he has a lengthy assault and criminal history in South Dakota and Indiana. In 2000, in South Dakota, he uh, was convicted of assault. He was convicted of, he stole some property. He had, being a felon in possession of a firearm in 2001, um, assault aggravated in 2003, um, stolen property in 2016 in indiana all the things i just mentioned previously were in south dakota now we're in indiana 2016 um stolen property um resisting law enforcement um in 2020 criminal trespass criminal mischief he was still on probation he was convicted of criminal trespass and and he was wanted on warrants 
Um, so a bad seed. God, just on and on and on. I mean, records do show that he lived in Peru, Indiana, which is very close by to okay. Delphi. His father filed a notice of claim to a victim from that address in Peru, Indiana in 2020. So even his dad. Oh yeah, his family. Wanted yes. to kick his ass out of the house. Yeah, his family. Just a real bag of dicks. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> In 2020, when he was convicted of a resisting law enforcement, he received a 124-day jail term. He had some charges dismissed, like a theft charge, drunk driving. I'm just looking through blah, yeah. blah, 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 more stolen property, probation violations. Well, um, let, me, let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. Kelly. Yeah. For five years... We've, if you know anything about this Delphi case, you know that that the police and and everybody who seems to be, uh, it seems like they know something we don't know. They're not telling anybody anything. Is this guy a late addition to the list of possible suspects? Because it seemed like there was a lot of confidence a year ago, two years ago, about who they were going to eventually find who would be responsible for the Delphi murders. Maybe this guy's been on the radar the entire time, and they're just not telling anybody but it sounds like he's a late addition to the list yeah do you get any sense if if i'm right about that yeah, yes he was, or not he was a late addition to the list and they did a whole press release released his photo i remember standing in my living room seeing his photo right and i'm like that's ah there did they find bridge guy you know and so he looks like bridge guy he favors bridge guy and i just thinking, got the sense i just got the sense that that police officer that state the head of the state uh, police department seem to think, and this is pure speculation on my part, based on what I saw earlier today, it seemed like they thought that it was somebody who was very close to the family, possibly even who was involved in this. Like, I don't want to say a relative, but it just, the guy just had this gleam in his eye every time he declined to answer a question with any specifics whatsoever. That just made me think, Mm-hmm. They know exactly who this guy is. And they did have some local persons of interest. Uh, they looked into some individuals who had property that was right behind the area. Yeah. And That's almost like he said that at one point. He said, there are multiple ways to get into this area. Mm-hmm. And it made me think somebody who lives nearby where that bridge was mm-hmm. is. They, the girls were actually found on this individual's property. And they looked into this individual and eventually ruled him out. They did look at another local businessman um, that they, I think they're still, I I don't think they've ruled this local businessman out. They're just not saying a whole, whole lot. Okay. Well, I don't want to get ahead Um, of your story. I'm sorry. I was just, you you joggled that, you you jostled that loose when I, I don't have those people on my list of persons of interest simply because what I just told you in those quick sentences, that's all I know about them. Understood. Yeah. And when I have gone through and found out that they ruled someone out, I just kind of kept moving because there's so many mm-hmm. persons of interest. Um, and with it being a very small town, much like our own, we understand that they've been very careful about calling names out in their town. Rumors abound in small towns. Boy, they do, don't they? Yeah. And so they've been very careful about that. And they also, I mentioned last episode how people in the area have been the victim of, they put up the sketches and then they throw someone's picture as in a side-by-side. Hey, it looks like this guy. And then you're the pariah in your own community. You can't yes. go to church anymore or go buy groceries because right. everybody thinks, hey, there's the asshole who did it. Yes, they've ruined someone's yeah. life just by popping some things up there on the internet. The intent may not have been bad, but it was definitely very reckless to do something like that. And yeah. so I'm trying not to be very reckless. In, and I believe that the individual whose property is is where the girls were actually found, I believe you can find his name online. I'm just not going into that because they have ruled that individual out. And I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to be reckless. Right. I, I'm not a mediocre journalist, Scott, but 
I'm not a journalist. Well, you came to the right place. So I, I don't want to be a reckless one either. Yeah. So. I, I, I totally understand. And, and you don't want to do things like that. That's yeah. You don't want to be the person who becomes the... Uh, the the focus of everyone's anger because you've made a mistake mm-hmm. and ruined somebody's life. Right. And or, I don't I don't want to you know start a rumor or or fan a flame, you know. Yeah. Cuz that's that's not way to take the high road. Exactly. Kelly Turner. You're welcome. I never doubted it for a moment. <laughs> so, I'm not taking the high road on Chadwell. I'm giving you all of the dirt on this guy because he is an exceptional a-hole and I want you to know that. <laughs> and uh, he's well, serving... And that's, and that's proven in a court of law because it he's is. in jail for the rest Absolutely. of his life. Yep. That's so a, That's fact, not opinion. That is a fact. Yeah. So, then we have a new development in late 2021 in the case. On December the 9th, 2021, the Indiana State Police come out with a social media um, campaign. They do another press release, and they are looking for someone using the profile name Anthony underscore shots from 2016 to 2017. Now, when I say a profile name, I'm talking about on various platforms of social media. Okay. It's the name Anthony and then the underscore symbol mm-hmm. and shots. I'm not going to keep saying that. I'm just going to say Anthony shots. So the Anthony shots profile name, they say that this profile could be connected to the Delphi investigation and that the profile was confirmed to have belonged to a 27 year old man named Keegan Anthony Klein of Peru, Indiana. There's Peru, Indiana right. again. Mm-hmm who is currently in jail awaiting trial for 30 alleged crimes, including child exploitation, possession of child pornography, child solicitation for sexual intercourse, and obstruction of justice. So he's a uber creep mm-hmm. and a pedophile. Yeah. And so he set, Klein set up fake social media accounts which he used photos of an unknown male model to catfish potential underage victims. I want to take a little side road here at this moment and let Katie tell us and our audience what I mean when I say catfish. Good, because I don't know. Okay. Well, the technical definition of catfishing is or a catfish is someone who makes a fake account of someone on social media, such as Instagram, Facebook, any dating site, Tinder, Uh anything like that, to lure someone into a relationship with a false identity. And that can be applied to people like with any number of reasons for creating these false profiles. So your reasoning behind doing it doesn't matter, just the fact that you are doing it. And the term was made popular by the 2010 documentary Catfish. And then... From that documentary, there was most people learned the term from the TV, the MTV TV show Catfish, mm-hmm. which was hosted by Nev Shulman. And when Nev was later interviewed about, hey, why do you do this? What, what's the deal with the catfishing? He stated that it's not all about pulling the rug out from someone. It's whether or not two people are totally lying to each other and it turns out to be a huge disaster. That's the only part of the story. He said, we then want to know why they're doing it who they are, what are they feeling, what led them to this place, why, why that resonates with thousands of other young people who've had the same feelings, who don't know someone to talk to and don't know how to express themselves. Because, I mean, people out there are just having lives online when they don't actually see people in real life. Mm-hmm. Back to actually what catfishing is. Some, some are just attempts from lonely people to find things they are missing in real life, romance, excitement, emotional thrill. But some can be a little more nefarious. Worst case scenario, it's a person that may be catfishing only to become a to find their next victim victim of sexual assault or murder. I think about the Craigslist killer. Yeah. Kind of like that comes mm-hmm. to mind first and foremost. And I think back to even like in high school because I was in high school right at the turn of when camera phones became popular. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the first when camera- smartphone technology progressed to where mm-hmm. you had a camera on your phone. It was a pretty good where phone, ev- or a pretty good camera. Yeah, where everyone did. Right. Yes, I was in high school from like two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, and so people loved 
doing this to people. I mean, people were mean. I can remember you'd go to school and you'd hear about so-and-so's convinced so-and-so that they're talking to this girl, but they're not talking to this girl. They're talking to, Mm -hmm. you know, guy we go to school with and they're sending pictures back and forth and he's sending these fake pictures of some random girl that, you know, the guy doesn't know and then he's sending pictures back, you know. But there are eight clinical signs that they say of what catfishing is or how to spot a catfish. Okay. Number one, the relationship progresses quickly. So, you know, they're loving you. They've never met you. They've never seen you, but they're telling you they love you. I'm safe there. And I'll tell you this, Scott, you and I, we are not really used to this. I think people younger than us find online dating or establishing a relationship online easier than than people our age. I agree. When I was when I was the age that Kelly or that Katie is describing, anybody who met someone online and began a relationship, you kind of looked askance at them. Like yes. really that's the best you can do. So exactly. I grew up in a generation and I guess you did too yes. where that wasn't your primary way to meet no, new was, people. That was frowned upon yeah. highly. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just like really just go out and meet somebody. Don't get online and do it. So it was different then than it became as and we're doing this progression now with with Katie explaining yeah, how it and, changed. And today's generation, younger generations they don't really see anything wrong with meeting someone online yeah. or, or establishing relationships that way. So it's changed very much when we were younger. Mm. And that's, I, th- I think that's had both good and bad outcomes. Catfishing just happens to be one of the bad things we're talking about. Well, I think even in the past, you know, few years with COVID, it's probably become more and more prevalent because you people mm-hmm. haven't been able to go out and that's date. a good point and you know mm-hmm. i don't know what i would have done i mean being a young person and not being married if i'd have been you know i'm sure i would have resulted to online mm-hmm. dating because what else were you supposed to do mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. uh sign number two of a possible catfish is they never want to show their face <laughs> should have been sign number one mm-hmm. i mean i would i would put that as number <laughs> yeah. one they, they might want to tweak that list. They never want to show their face. Yeah. Wow. But going back to the show catfish, I remember that was always a big thing. They would come in and they would say, so have you seen this person? And they're like, no, mm-hmm. I haven't seen them. I go back to, the, what was the commercial where the lady says, I've been dating a French model or I've met a French model and someone's is wearing, she's like on the internet and this goofy looking guy walks up with a fanny pack He's clearly not from France and he's clearly not a model. And he goes, bonjour. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, you know, runs off with him. Mm -hmm. I think about that and that's funny, but this is a very serious thing that we're we're talking about here too. So a third is their social media usage is sparse. So this kind of goes to, they're putting themselves out there online. They're dating online, but yet they only post a handful of times on social media. And so it's like, it's because you can only find so many stock photos. Yep, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, but, yeah. If they're authentic, you should have plenty. Yes. Uh, they ask you for money. Oh, oops. You know, that's, that's that Arabian Gosh. prince that, you know, or the new, I haven't watched it yet. I, I keep meaning to the Tinder swindler. Uh, it's on my short list of things to watch on Netflix I've right now. I've not it, done it yet. Some folks I work with watched it. I watched Inventing Anna over the weekend, but I haven't seen the Tinder swindler. So if you guys check it out before me, let me know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Another sign is they seem too good to be true. Yeah. If it's <laughs> too good to be true, it probably is. I mean, you know, if you hit keep wondering, God, I mean, why are you single? There's probably a reason. This is why I can't date. <laughs> that happens to me all of the time. Really, Scott? 51, almost 52 and single? Really? With your bald head and your yellow teeth? Why are you still alone? Oh, Lord, God. Scott. You're too hard on yourself. <laughs> the Their job seems to send them around the world. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they so globally traveled. Yeah, and they don't have a good explanation for that. They're like, oh, yeah. you know, I'll be in Dubai for a few weeks. Yeah, attending to the widgets. Yeah, send yeah. me a picture of your passport <laughs> photo if that's the case, exactly. right? Yeah. Like, if you really are traveling like that for work, your social media is probably not sparse. Yeah, you should be blowing up yep. mm-hmm. on social media if you're in Dubai yeah. or, or Paris mm-hmm. or Rome or wherever. Yeah. Another one is that maybe proper grammar is lacking. So this is attested to foreign people speaking to people who, from who aren't, you know, 
Speaking your oh, second or so third language. If you're yes. typing in your second or third language, mm-hmm. you may not have, it may be broken English or right, something. But you're telling me you're from New Mexico or, yeah. you know, Colorado. Like, no. You oh, sound no, right. Gotcha. You sound like Frau Blucher from Young Frankenstein. And that's. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with broken English, but that, but you're not telling me that, you know, but where it, you're But from. there is, if you're telling me that you're from, yep. you know, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And should yeah. be a distinctive accent if so. Mm-hmm. And then the final one is that they have elaborate stories. You know, they just mm-hmm. crazy things always happen to them. There's probably always a reason why they can't meet or they can't do this. They can't do that. Or, Oh Lord, my grandmother's died mm-hmm. the, for the fifth time in a plane crash that you didn't hear of because it was probably secret government thing. And you know, that's where my job's sending me next is Russia it, and I'm know, going to Ukraine right. after that. Meemaw's death is totally classified. Yeah, the, the bullet train I was riding on in Germany derailed and I was the only survivor and I may need a couple of days to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pay attention to those red flags, people. Yeah. So the, the, is that it, Katie, That's before it, yeah. I go, move it. on? Thank you so much for that. And so now we're clear on catfishing. And so Keegan Anthony Klein of Peru, Indiana, uh, 27 years old, is accused of this. And he's, no, not ex- he's not just accused of it. It's proven that he has all of these social media accounts with the profile name Anthony Shots. And he used... Photos of an unknown male model. When they interviewed uh, Kelsey German, which is Liberty German's sister, and they said, you know, we have this Klein individual who is a potential suspect, and she's, this is her quote. I think in the past, when there were names put out in the media, there were, that was more the media putting them out there. But I think this is the first time we've ever seen police put out any sort of name about a potential suspect. She also said that uh, she long believed that social media actually didn't have anything to do with her sister's case, but she is now reconsidering that, saying, Libby never told me anything about anybody contacting her online, but since the latest release happened, it just made me think that even if she had told us or if we would have said something, then she would have kept messaging him anyway because teenagers like to hide things, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. So she's saying, you know, if they had asked Libby, she probably wouldn't have admitted it and probably would have been quiet about it. And the older sister was probably, what, two or three years older? Yeah. She right? was, she was at least 16 because she could drive. Right, because she's the one who dropped them off she dropped them at off. the trail that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So I keep saying that he, <laughs> then I, you'll find out why I'm laughing, that he used photos of an unknown male model. Well, guess what? Mm-mm, not he, anymore. We know who that ah. is. The unknown male model. So th- how about this look? This guy chose a very attractive man, younger man. He's 25 years old. He's gorgeous. He's got this these gorgeous eyes. He's he's built like he lives in the gym. Oh yeah, Anthony Shots could get some messages back. Anthony Shots <laughs> was pulling in some messages back. All right. And Anthony Shot what he would do is he would use these photos and he would he would reach out to these girls on Instagram and then he would get them to follow like be add him or whatever the correct term is for Snapchat. Yeah. And Adam then on he Snapchat. would I don't know, I don't have Snapchat. Add him on Snapchat. And then he would convince them to send him nude photos and he he did not the age of the girl young young girls yeah yeah pedophile pedophile right but the photo that the photos that he were using was actually a 25 year old cop (laughs) he was a police officer from alaska Mm. who is now working with the Indiana State Police on this case. Well, he probably got fired from his previous police department. Right? No, he did no, not. He, no, he had nothing to do with this. I know that, but I'm yeah. just saying, I mean, no. Why, no. why are there male model 20, type photos of this person? He's a 25-year-old model. he just had photos He's of a I mean, model. Okay. There's yeah, like you're shirtless right. photos of him. Okay, yeah, nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing. I haven't seen them, no, so not it's nothing news. untoward. No, no, no. Okay, no, I'm no, sorry. No, just he's like shirtless. Yeah, he's just shirtless and he's like, Ripped. I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a model turned cop. Okay. 
And so his pictures were stolen by this guy, this Keegan. No man Klein. who looks like that doesn't have an abundance of shirtless photos on okay. the internet. Okay. I just I That's didn't true. understand the concept That's exactly true. when you started that. Um so they were stolen and put on social media. And so they are looking into that to see if they are linked to the Delphi murders. Um so they're not releasing the name of the cop. Um, they're trying to protect him a little bit, but he's helping. Okay. And you can you can look it up. You can Google Anthony Shots and you can see the Pop right up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you can see it. And you can also see the actual guy, Keegan Klein, who favors the primary bridge guy sketch. The one they released second, but said this is primary. Mm-hmm. Now more about this Alaskan cop. He is a former fashion model, a father of two, and is a patrol officer for a police department in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, he is saying, he does, I, I keep bringing him up, not not because of his looks, but because I do want to say he did release a, a public service announcement. If you think you have added me on Facebook, you haven't. Right. I don't accept friend requests from people that I do not know. And secondly, I am not on dating sites. I am not on Snapchat, Kick, or any other social media services. I am on Twitter and Instagram. If you think you have been talking to me through DMs or direct Direct messages, messages, mm -hmm, you have not. Thanks. So, yeah. Because his picture is slathered all over the internet now so if uh-huh. anybody who yeah. matches goes hey i know that guy no you don't yes yeah. he says be smart everybody it's not me you're talking to i i am not on any dating websites and i'm only you know on this and i don't accept friends mm-hmm. of people that i don't know i'm sure he's getting requests through the roof you know it'd really be tough for him out there if he ever like did decide to get on dating sites. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's yeah. like, oh, no. He, I mean, he he forever can't, really. No, he can't. He's going to be alone every Friday and Saturday night for the rest of his life if I he mean, tries to date online because nobody, say, yeah, everybody's going to be, that's the one, that's the poster. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I doubt that he'll be alone, but yeah, if he's yeah. trying to date online. So he'll this, have to I'm, I'm going to, I'm telling everybody what I'm doing. I'm showing Scott the actual model turned cop okay. and the photos that I'm seeing used. this for the first time. Okay. okay. So he's a young guy. Yep. He's ripped. He looks like Spider-Man with the outfit off. Yeah, and the the um the photo is not inappropriate, but you can definitely see that he lives in the gym. He has oh, yeah. no body fat. Yeah, this guy works out a lot. Yeah, and uh, and he's very young, so you could see why choosing that photo would lower um what am I trying to say? Lower the inhibitions of a young girl. Yes, but this I guy's interested in me, right? Yeah, uh, conversing with this guy. Mm-hmm. And I will say though that still too old to be talking to this thirteen and fourteen still year old. Still too old. Yeah, yeah. And but he, and he has good hair. So, but as a, I I can remember being that age, and I I'd like to think I wouldn't. But if a guy, a good looking, what what I thought was twenty something year old guy was mm-hmm. like. Talking to me, you know, that's that is your prime demographic because you are your worst self at thirteen and fourteen, and yeah. you mm-hmm. it's I, and, I and that goes it. for male or female. You're your worst yes. self at thirteen <laughs> yes. or fourteen years old. I tell Ellison that every day. I'm like, you know, <laughs> drama never goes away in your whole life, but it is never worse than middle school. Yeah, Ooh, it is bad in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Scott, I'm going to show you the actual guy. Okay, uh, Keegan Klein, who set up this account. Uh, Scott is seeing this. Should I have an exclamation prepared for the first time? Uh, yikes <laughs> comes immediately to mind. Uh, yeah. yeah, what a contrast! What a contrast! That guy's not picking up any. That looks anybody. like Horatio Sands uh, gained a hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, but he's all, he's very. I mean, Horatio Sands, and I love Horatio Sands. Horatio, we should probably delete that. <laughs> Horatio Sands is a thousand times more attractive. You're right than this man. Um, okay, so. Keegan Klein and his father, Tony Klein, have been displayed on social media and the internet using side-by-side photos of Bridge Guy. And the reason that this is happening is because Keegan, the younger, the son, resembles the primary drawing, which was released second, the one without the hat. Mm. His father, Tony, 
resembles the secondary drawing, which oh, was the original first with, 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 the, the, with the with the flat topped hat on, like in the jacket. Yes. I did see that, and and I've seen these photos side by side. They do resemble. I would say that Keegan more so resembles his photograph, the the, the primary photograph, than the father. I mean, he sort of does. I wouldn't say it's spot on. Mm-hmm. You can just get there from here if you're looking for something. Possibly. Um, now, however, neither of them have been officially charged with anything regarding the Delphi murders. Keegan Klein is currently serving a sentence of 30 years for his charges he received in August of 2020 for the child pornography, solicitation, obstruction of justice, all of that. Mm-hmm. He had all kinds of minor nude photographs on his computer, child pornography, um, he had some just all kinds of things. So he's racked up 30 years worth of charges back in August of 2020. Now the father, Tony Klein has not been charged with anything. And, and I want to go even further and say, there has been no evidence to suggest that he knew anything about his son's crimes. Um, his son is, is a grown man living yeah. in his and basement. this isn't typically the kind of crime that happens uh, with a team of people committing them. Correct. Right. Um, right. You, don't, you never point. read about that. That doesn't happen. Right. Um, or at least it hasn't so far. He was living with his father, but, you know, when they came in and raided everything and, and got all of his devices, they would have been able to show if his father knew anything about this so the way i understand it he was living in the basement and i mean why is that such a cliche living it, it is such a it the, makes yeah. me the, glad the we creepo, don't have a basement right the creepo living in the basement mm-hmm. with all the weird you know illegal porn I, I don't know i don't know why that's that has become such a such you're a right it has it's it, unfortunate it, it really is i mean it's you know it, it's because you're the adult child the adult male child in almost all of these cases that is dysfunctional in society to the level that when you're 25, 35 years old, you're still living at home in the basement mm-hmm. and it just, it lends itself. You, you were going, you were probably going to do what you were going to do anyway, but it just so happens that you were still at home. Yeah. Cause you, you're just you can't function of, in society. Say, yeah. You're the mm-hmm. type of person who, doesn't get out in society, doesn't yeah. make your own life, doesn't make and your I own way. I don't want us to hate on people who may live with their parents for whatever reason. I, I did it. At this yeah, time. I did it um, when I was in my late 20s. I had to for a few months. I mean, just to get back on my feet, it's a long story. We don't want to go into it, but yeah, mm-hmm. but no basement. Yeah. yeah. And we have people who live with parents who they, they, they take care of their parents. They help them, you know, Certainly. For, for whatever reason. We're just talking about the cliche living in the basement with all the computers. Yeah. If you're not also a you know. potential serial killer, then you're off the list. You're not the person that we're referring to. <laughs> right. Right. And so as far as the evidence goes, there's been no evidence to suggest that his father, Tony Klein, knew anything that mm-hmm. he was doing or was involved in any sort of way. So we want to make sure that we, we say that. We don't want to start a rumor. So, um, the family, uh, reacting to the new development in this case, Abby's grandfather, Eric Erkson told, um, a local paper that he was thankful for the potential breakthrough in the case. Um, I'm thankful because it proves that law enforcement are still working on this case. Uh, that's all we can ask. And as difficult as it is, we just have to leave them to it and let them do their jobs. So the family is very supportive. And that's another thing that I noticed in what little bit of research I did about this whole thing. And it, it seems like that the family is completely on board. You've got to understand, you've got to figure that the family is being fed a lot more information than the general public is because they have been 100% supportive of these efforts since the first day. It's we're five years into this and the family has not broken ranks and said one single bad thing about why it's taking five years, which just makes you think that the family knows more than we do. The cops feel like they know exactly who this is. And for whatever reason, the spotlight just has not been shined on that person yet. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're continuing to look into both of these two men that I've mentioned today. I, let's not call them men. Whatever. I just mentioned human. Today. Ugh. 
So um, they're looking into them to see if if one of them is our killer. And um, so just going back to Snapchat and talking about the things that would happen with Snapchat and how did that play a role? Because for a lot of our listeners, they may not know about Snapchat or understand how it works. So with Snapchat, you send a photo that that the other person can open and look at and it's time sensitive. It goes away after so many seconds. Whatever yeah, you Is can it seconds? It. Yeah, you can, you set, can it set it from one okay. to ten seconds or you can hit the it's it's an infinity button mm-hmm. that makes it stay up until the person clicks off of it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that happens, that photo, that image is gone forever, at least on your device. But I mean, it's right. saved out there in the ether on a cloud somewhere. Oh right? yeah, it's somewhere. Um, it's never completely gone. And that's right. one thing that, that a lot of young folks don't understand is it is not completely gone. Yeah. There they are, can always pull that. I mean, you know. There Snapchat are warehouses buried in the desert uh, that yeah. are as big as every Walmart in the state of California all jammed together that is full of servers where all of that information is kept. They they keep all of that information. But another um, function of Snapchat, the Snapchat map, you can, all of your Snapchat friends who do not have themselves what we call ghosted, Mm -hmm. um, you can see their location at any time. So you can swipe over or however you get to the swipe down or whatever to get to the Snapchat map. And if you had, if you added Anthony Schatz as your Snapchat friend. Okay. Now Anthony Schatz can see where you are. At all times. At all times. Unless you go in. You have your phone with you. Right. If you go in. Right. You have to have the phone. But you have to go into your Snapchat settings and set and ghost yourself where that way you're not That's not the default setting on Snapchat. No, it is not. That seems like an oversight. I mean, it'll even show you if you're traveling in a car, mm-hmm. that Snap map will put, put you in a car. And have you moving across the map down yeah, I-20 like it's literally or your little emoji thing yeah. in a car like, ah, go down. Okay. Yes, yeah, so the the reason that they're so interested in this social media is because of that. Being able to track someone, they're trying to think, you know, did if Anthony Schatz or, or this guy, Keegan Klein, was responsible for this. So we look at Snapchat and we say, if they were friends with Anthony Schatz, did he know that they weren't the Monon High Bridge because of the Snap map? Um, had they through a direct message or through Snapchat or Instagram or whatever, discuss meeting at the moment, High Bridge. You know, it, it's just something that they're extremely interested uh, and, in. And that's a, that's a good point. I mean, they did get dropped off, just mm-hmm. the two of them. And, and no certainly one, now we're just into 100% speculation here. But Correct. And no one is saying that Abby and Libby were you know, plotting something. Uh, they may have just wanted to go to the Monon High Bridge and thought nothing about it. Have a nice day. They had a day out of school. Uh, have a nice day. And this individual just happened to see them there. I mean, it, social media may not have been involved, but there are so many avenues to where it could have been. And and especially with, with Keegan Klein, they want to look at that and they want to be able to tie and see was he a friend of one yeah. of the girls? Well, and it complicates. Snapchat? I can see how that would complicate the investigation because, mm-hmm. you know, we go back 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and that's one thing you don't have to worry about. If somebody perpetrated this crime 20 years ago, then they had to have followed them or had that have a phone call. Like you can't just pull up a magic box and go, oh, here's where Katie and Kelly are. Mm-hmm. They're in the Easy Street parking lot. I can just go and meet them in five minutes because I'm there. I follow them on Snapchat. So that's certainly creates a new avenue for investigation that just complicates everything I would assume. But another thing about Snapchat too and why people feel comfortable talking about shady things on it is because you can see when someone screenshots Snapchat. It, yes, it will alert you. Okay. And so instead of a text message where you, you could screenshot that and send it to people or whatever, if you you know, if some if that it like if he's sending, you know, inappropriate things or saying inappropriate things to them or, you know, 
hey, let's have these secret plans to meet up. Don't tell anybody. He can see if they've screenshotted that and sent it to anyone. Okay. So. But it wouldn't prevent that screenshot of that. It wouldn't prevent it from, let's just say that I took a screenshot and I sent it to you because, hey, keep up with me. Mm-hmm. This happened. But once you've got it on your phone. I've got it. Yeah, once it's once the screenshot happens, I've got it and see okay. that's what these young girls and, and guys need to understand. You send these type of nude photos, even if it's through Snapchat, someone's gonna screenshot it and now it's on their phone and they can send it to anyone and everyone. And they may not this week, but if you break up next week yeah. and guess what? You piss them off three months from now. Uh-huh. Guess mm-hmm. what they've still got on their phone. Right. And so I just, I preach this so much that, you know, my kids are like, stop talking about this. But I just constantly want individuals, I mean, not just teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Adults yeah. too. Yeah. You need to know this. Yeah, you're I never mean, too old to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the leaks in Hollywood where people were hacking into the clouds of these celebrities and taking all their nude photos and putting them that out there. That they thought were just going to be safe. You know, Jennifer yeah, and, Lawrence and, and, and that is, that Amanda Seyfried has happened to everybody. Right. And that's, I don't fault the people who have, if you're an adult and you have nude photos of yourself. Yeah, you want to flirt with your husband or your whatever. boyfriend. Yeah, uh, go You for know it. what? That's none of my business. Um, if someone steals that and and puts that out Just there. know that it's out there. That's, that's on them. Yeah, yeah, that's on them. That's an invasion of your privacy, but it also doesn't take back, I mean, every everybody's seen every, uh, everything mm-hmm. that belongs to you. Yeah, they're and definitely victims in that situation. Definitely, and it's, it's just, um, but the problem is once they're out, they're out, and, mm-hmm. and you can't take it back, and you can't, you know, I've been watching the uh, Pam and Tommy Lee show on Hulu. Oh, yeah. and I mean, oh, that's on my list. Once that video got out, it was out. Yeah, once that toothpaste was out of the tube, there was no putting it back you in. You can't put it back in. And, and it wasn't their fault. Honestly, a lot of people misunderstood and thought that they actually released that tape. It was in a safe in their home. Oh. <laughs> Probably a lot of celebrities did it, consequently mm-hmm. because of the, uh, of the way that blew up and became mm-hmm. really, I, I, I don't want to, try to make this into a good thing for Pam and No, because and she Tommy. said it was it was horrific. I yes, mean, she of was course. very upset. But you know, it's it's certainly not there's certainly folks out there in the in the entertainment industry who have done it on purpose. Yeah. Just because of the followings the yeah. following that it would get you. But mm-hmm. yeah, for them it was traumatic, of course. No, it was it was And probably the first time. It, it was stolen. It was a tape that was stolen out of a safe. Mm-hmm. The whole safe was stolen. So anyways, um it, back to this particular case, um, police did not elaborate as to specifically why they believe the account may be tied to the murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German, but the account was active in 2016 and 2017, and this crime happened in February of 2017. It's Valentine's Day, right? So it was the 13th. Yeah, 13th. They were found on Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, so they're looking into this. They... Um, it's currently unclear whether the police believe that the two girls met with the creator of the account, but they are looking into it and they are really looking. I mean, they want all the information. In fact, in that area, they've gone so far as to ask young girls, if you were a friend of Anthony Schatz, we want to know. We want to know all about that. We want to know. Um, they. One of the things they want to do, of course, is rack up charges on this guy. I mean, every single mm-hmm. underage nude photo you had, we're going to nail you for yeah, it. That's 10 more years, 12 more I years, mean, we whatever it do is. That. Right. But they also want to know, are any of these individuals directly linked to Abby and Libby? Mm-hmm. Or were Abby and Libby themselves directly linked? And so they're looking into that. But they, they have, I don't, I couldn't find anything to say that they had specifically ruled out our first person of interest that we talked about tonight, yeah, James. I don't uh, think they have. Chadwell, they, they've not. So, I mean, he could still be our guy as well. Now, his um, defense attorney is saying, no, he did not have anything to do with that. And he was, you know, pretty forthcoming. He was, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he was forthcoming, but 
he certainly didn't act like he cared, nor did he deny the the crimes against the nine year old. Mm-hmm. And so, he also invited the police right on in his and home. said they could just search his house. Yeah. So why would he? I the only reason I could think about denying this, I guess, would be to to not get the death penalty. I don't know. But then I don't know Indiana state law. I'll bet there's a death penalty in Indiana. That's a straight up guess, but I'll I'll bet you there is. I'll just do a quick search. I would do that, except I left my phone at home today, so I can't do that. Scott does that ever so often, but if he doesn't leave his phone at home, it will ring in the middle of recording. That is true. And that's, you know what? Thank goodness I did because it's probably ringing right now. And and Katie is reminded of this because I had to pound on her window earlier today to get her to let me in because I didn't have a way to text her. Yeah, um, they do have yeah. the death penalty in Indiana. And the last uh, person they executed was in 2009. Oh, God, it's been a while. It's been a while, yeah. Well, that, that appeal system mm-hmm. has a lot of hoops in it. So that might be why if uh, if Chadwell II is um, guilty of this, that may be why his reluctance to admit mm-hmm. his involvement. Um, I mean, he's already serving 90 years, but I guess to, to save your tail from the death penalty, you wouldn't admit this. I have no idea. You could have said ass. This is a PG-13 Well, I know. Show. I just feel like I've cussed enough. This I get so mad. That's my job. I get so mad talking about particularly Chadwell because, you know, people who commit crimes against nine-year-olds, yeah, I'm like, you know what? Why don't you go try to get a big bare furry man and do all this to him and yeah. see how bad pick on someone your own size messes you up and that's and a horrible way to try to ugh, rationalize this it but just makes yeah. me sick same and this little girl fought back which makes and her lived a, god love her she w- lived which makes her a hero yes and yes. so but you know what she's got to live with this for the rest of her life oh the mm, rest of her life yeah she's got to live with this what a traumatic thing. Ugh, PTSD, exactly. certainly, that she will have to learn to manage and maintain and control for the rest of her life. And I certainly hope that that she is able to do so. Yeah, me too. That she's able Probably to. Probably really hard for her to trust a male in her life after that. Mm-hmm. And, and get to the point of where she can live a good quality of life. So... I, our thoughts and prayers are with her. Certainly. And uh, we're not we're not releasing her name. They don't release it on the internet. We're not going to call, you know, she is a minor. Yes. And we're not going to go in into that. Um, but thoughts and prayers definitely with her and her family. Um, so to wrap up our part two of Delphi, anyone with information about this case, is encouraged to send tips to the following email address Abby and Libby Tip at C A C O S H R F dot com. And that's Abby A B B Y and Libby L I B B Y Tip at C A C O S H R F dot com. Information uh, sent by email is kept confidential and is only shared with investigators. The telephone tip line, you can call 844-459-5786. Tips are also accepted by the Indiana State Police. That number is 800-382-7537 or by the Carroll County Sheriff's Department at 765 765- Five six four two four one three, and I'm going to go ahead and clear up a mess up that I made at the beginning of this podcast when I said Randolph County. It's there you actually Carroll Carroll County. County, Indiana. Mm-hmm. So my apologies, Carroll County, Indiana, which is near Tippecanoe, which is where Chadwell was. And so there's all the information. If you have any tips or any kind of information. The the police have said numerous times, give us information even if you think it's useless, even if you think it doesn't make any sense, even if you think it's something that won't help, go ahead and give them the information and let them decide. Yeah, it, it could be another brick in the wall. Exactly. So we'll post this email and these telephone numbers. Um, we're going to post that on the episode 
notes, show notes. It'll all be in the show notes. Okay, as well as our references. I have uh, so many references. Um, My notes for this case cover 14 pages. Too many. This is the longest. We'll give you an an abridged version (laughs) of the notes, guys. Yeah, but I'll give you, um, I'll give you, I gave Katie all the links, and so she can put those up for reference. I encourage you to learn more about this case. Do your own Google search. Um, Look into uh, what happened with this and talk to each other. Talk to your kids about social media and the dangers of that and just help them to be wise in their decision making. Yeah. Don't end up on this podcast. That would be, that would be terrible. But thank you all for listening today. Help us keep the information rolling. Um, give some tips if you have any. Look you at looking those, at me? Look at those photos. Look at them. All right. Yeah, do that. Pay, pay attention to those sketches. Um, if you find yourself up in Indiana, look around. Pay attention. Is that we're your gonna, advice? Yeah, we're going to solve this. I can't wait to do the update. All right. Well, so there will be an update at some point in the near future. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, any more housekeeping before we go? You guys think of anything? Any. Uh, our next live show is on Wednesday, March the 2nd. That's a week from today. If you're listening to this mm-hmm. on the day that it drops, uh, we don't know what we're going to do yet. Uh, Katie has something in mind, but she's not telling anybody. Or does Kelly have something no, in mind? No, I don't, but I wanted to, cl- to clear that up. All of our live shows are different material than what we do here. Yes, I think we bust our asses <laughs> to do a live show that almost always has nothing to do with anything else that we ever do. Correct. Just so that it's new and entertaining, at least for us and the uh, dozen or so people who come and see us right, religiously. And-, and we thank them very much for being <laughs> fans of the show. And the live show usually doesn't make it to the recorded podcast. We usually just leave it there for the live show. That's right. So, um, clearing up that. Okay. Um, Come see us. Good night, everybody. <laughs>